Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. Hi, I'm Jonna Emil, and today on Raise the Line, I'm happy to be joined by Bonnie Barnes, CEO and co-founder of the Daisy Foundation. After a career in advertising and marketing and a personal connection to nurses, Bonnie and her husband, Mark, they began the Daisy Foundation, and that expresses gratitude to nurses around the world with programs that recognize them for the extraordinary and skillful and compassionate care that they provide to patients and families. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for being with us today and, and really all you're doing to recognize nurses. Oh, it's a privilege. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we just mentioned that there's a personal connection that you and your husband, Mark, have to this, this foundation, to nurses. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and how this came to be? Oh, sure. So as you mentioned, you know, we had another life going on uh, at the end of 1999 when Mark's son, my stepson, Patrick, developed some very peculiar symptoms. And he was 33 years old and he and his wife had just given us our first grandchild six weeks before one morning when he wasn't feeling real well and, and had some blood blisters in his mouth. Well, he went to the doctor and found out that he had a dangerously low platelet count and he was diagnosed with the autoimmune disease, ITP. Well, when Mark and I heard that he was going into the hospital to deal with this condition, we flew to Texas to where they lived to be with him and figured we'd be there for just a few days and help out the family. But sadly, Patrick got really, really sick. And long story short, eight weeks later, he died in the hospital. Sorry to hear that. Well, you being a nurse, and I'm sure so many of your audience being nurses have been around families like ours who go through the worst weeks of your lives. And we just moved into the hospital and and stayed there on that emotional roller coaster throughout his hospitalization. And when he died, we just felt like we needed to do something. You know, how do we cope with this? How do we turn this into something positive that we can live with? And how do we keep Patrick's very special spirit alive? Because he was such a great guy. Well, as we talked with his wife, Tina, and thinking about what we wanted to do in his memory, we kept coming back to the care he'd had from his nurses not only Patrick had had, but all of us in our family had experienced. We really felt compelled to say thank you for the extraordinary compassion. But we expected he'd get good clinical care, and of course he did, but that's not what got our attention. What really touched us was the way they delivered their care, his nurses' sensitivity and kindness, and the little things they did that made such a difference. So Really, Daisy was born to say thank you to nurses and to give patients and families and coworkers an opportunity to, to share their story of what a nurse had meant to them. And never in our wildest dreams did we think that 21 years later, I'd be talking to you and celebrating nurses around the world for all the great work you do. That's an incredible story and very powerful story. And to our listeners, before we actually started, I was just telling Bonnie that as a registered nurse, I'm thinking back, back to 2007, 2008, being a brand new nurse, walking through the halls and seeing Daisy Foundation and knowing nurses that got Daisy Awards. And it's a great full circle moment right now to really hear the story behind that and understanding where that came from. So this is a good moment for me. I want to tell you that. Thank you, Janet. I noticed that Daisy is in all caps. And I wonder if anyone picks up on that. What does Daisy stand for? 
Well, thank you for asking. It, it, the night that we created the Dayton Foundation, Tina and Mark and I were having dinner at what I often refer to as the best restaurant in Amarillo, Texas, where they lived, the Outback Steakhouse. And it was a liquid dinner. I mean, there were lots of tears and, and also a fair amount of wine. So we started thinking about what we were going to do and we had to have a name. And Tina came up with DAISY as an acronym for Diseases Attacking the Immune System. So in order for us to make sure that the acronym was clear and really keep us rooted in our experience with Patrick's Nurses, we made it all capital letters. And I'm kind of a stickler about that. A lot of our hospital partners will get emails from me saying, could you please change this and this to make sure that Daisy's all capital letters? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. That's important. It's a part of the story, quite honestly, right? It is. That's great. So I want to learn a little bit more about you and what's your role in the Daisy Foundation as far as recognizing nurses and, and how does that work for you on your end and kind of behind the scenes? Well, it's first of all, full-time work. It didn't start off that way because we never thought that we would be honoring nurses now in over 4,900 facilities and nursing homes around the world. So my work as CEO First of all, I do a fair amount of what we're doing now. It's really spreading the word of DAISY and talking to nurses and nurse leaders and educators and administrators about the importance of meaningful recognition to help spearhead the research that we do to ensure that the impact of meaningful recognition and the DAISY Award is really understood. And particularly over the last year or so, when, when we've seen these nurses being so beaten up and, and burnout at, at such a high level, being able to explain the impact of recognition on burnout and on resilience and on well-being is a very important aspect of, of my message right now. So I get to work with all the nursing associations that support us. For example, the American Organization for Nurse Leadership, who were the first folks that understood what we were doing and really wanted to support and partner with us. ANA and American Nurses Credentialing Center, we're very active with them. American Association of Critical Care Nurses, that's a long list, the International Council of Nursing, a long list of supportive associations, Sigma Theta Tau, I could go on and on. And they are our marketing arm, if you will, helping us spread the word. That's excellent. So you, you mentioned meaningful recognition. That sounds powerful. How does that translate in the sense of, you know, what are the attributes that, you know, you look for in honoring a nurse or perhaps maybe that you provide guidance to like the hospitals and, and how to honor nurses in that way? That is a great question. I think of meaningful recognition as recognition on steroids. There is a definition of meaningful recognition that our wonderful friend, Dr. Cindy Lefton, developed in research that she did on recognition. And it has to do with the longevity of its impact, the fact that it's very personal, that it describes a specific thing that someone has done, is relevant to the nurse's role. I mean, it's got all kinds of, of attributes like that. But I think the most important thing in meaningful recognition is really the story of what a nurse has done. I mean, we're all storytellers, aren't we? And, yeah. and we all wanna share our story. So when a patient or a family member or even a coworker writes a DAISY nomination that describes what this nurse did and what made a difference in patient care or colleague care, well, that's meaningful recognition. And those stories are incredibly powerful, as you probably know, and, and make a difference to the person writing them as well as to the person receiving that recognition. 
And what about the person receiving it? Because I, I feel like we get a lot of stories and, and personally too, I can kind of reflect on just my own career from our clients and from the families and the people that we serve. And we hear their stories loud and clear and it feels great, right? To hear all the positive influences that nurses have had on them. But I'm curious, do you hear from the nurses often that receive the award, the award you know, just kind of thanking you or telling you and the organization and your team what that award did for them? Oh my gosh, we have, yes, we have got scrapbooks, more than a dozen of them, of letters that we've collected over the years from nurses explaining to us what it has meant to them to really understand the difference they've made. And I, I speak this with total modesty, Jenna, because this, is, this isn't us, this is what this program is doing that we could never have imagined that how it's changed their careers, how it's uplifted them, how it's gotten them through tough days, the highlight of a career, on and on. The voice of nurses in response to this recognition is, is full of humility. They most of them don't think they deserve it. And they always refer to their team. Oh, I couldn't do this without my team. But they're also filled with pride because I think at its core, what makes the DAISY Award so special is that it reminds nurses why they became nurses takes you back to what motivated you to start on this journey, to work so hard because you really want to take care of people. And the Daisy Award stories are describing the care that you provided. Yeah, I agree. There's so many things that, you know, personally, in my opinion, that I feel like are easy to measure in nursing and healthcare. You can measure and tell me how much time I spent charting. You can tell me how much time I spent, you know, trying to dispense medications, but these are things that become super tangible. And sometimes as a nurse, speaking for myself, makes me feel like I'm pulled away to exactly your point, what it was that I was doing that I set out to do. And these are really good reminders, really powerful, intrinsically powerful reminders that even when I feel like I'm spending so much time doing this task, that there's a patient, there's a family member that I did make a difference. And I, and I did the thing that I said I was going to do all these years ago. Because it's how you do that task. It's not about the time it takes. It's about the relationship that you manage to create with a patient or a family member during the doing of that task. I can think of so many times when Patrick was in the hospital and a nurse was in there to draw blood or, or whatever and, or provide medication, but it's how she or he addressed Patrick or even when he was totally sedated and they were coming in to do routine things with all of the machines that were hooked up to him, how they talked to us, how they educated us while they were doing that. It's how that care is delivered and in delivering care that way, when in a caring way, you are creating a relationship. That's what I think it's all about. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic advice and a great point, right? That's the compassion. We have to do all the things that we do, even if we feel like I don't want to do this particular thing, right? I'm a, I feel like I'm spending so much time on technology and not on my patients, but you're right. It's experience that we create and just remembering that everyone that we are touching, right? That we care for a family, clients, that we do that with compassion and we do that as a fellow human trying to take care of another. That's a great point. So I learned that you and Mark also wrote a book recently and it's called Shining the Light on All the Right, Celebrating the Art of Nursing Around the World. How's that going? And I'm super curious if you've received any positive feedback on that book so far. 
Yes, it's been, it's actually been um, an incredible experience because for years, people have been asking us to write our story and tell all about how we came up with Daisy and then share our experiences. And how did we go from Patrick's bedside to, at the time the book was published, well over 4,000 healthcare facilities partnering with us. And, you know, we sat down and I have to admit, we worked with a fabulous ghostwriter who is now a lifelong friend. And it was a great experience reflecting back on our experience, of course, in the hospital with Patrick, but that's just the first chapter. But what it gave us a chance to do is look at all the nurses who have guided this work over the years, who have nurtured the concept of recognition to the place it has become, who helped us understand its strategic value. This book is really their story more than it is our story. It's the story of, of um, tremendous inspiration from nurses and nurse leaders who helped us see why this was such important work for nurses. So the, the longest chapter in the book is the acknowledgements chapter. <laughs> We had such a good time. We each put a, a flip chart in each of our offices and we just, every day we're writing names, writing names. And uh, Jim, our ghostwriter said to me, I'm not writing this chapter, you're writing this chapter and then I'll clean it up. So organizing the thousands of names of people who have touched this program and helped us make Daisy Daisy was the most fun part of all. That's awesome. Where can people find this book? Oh, you can find it on Amazon easily, or you can go to our website, daisyfoundation.org slash book and order it through us. And then we'll be happy to sign a copy and send it off to you. We're happy to do that. And we'll be at the ANCC Magnet and Pathway to Excellence Conference doing a book signing there. As soon as we can get out and do live signings again, it's going to be a joy. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So I'm curious, this is a fantastic art here. So thinking about when this started back in 1999 and today, considering where we are now in this pandemic, right? And just what your experience has been, what would you say is the biggest challenge now for nurses specifically? The biggest challenge for nurses? Yeah, in the healthcare workforce right now. Well, you as a nurse can probably speak to that even better than I can. I'll be speaking every day, all day about it. (laughs) (laughs) I can speak to it. I speak everything through my daisy lens. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge that nurses have is getting their voice heard and the level of respect and listening that we need to do as a public that will force us as a public to take care of this precious resource called nurses. I think that's the biggest challenge the nursing profession has right now, is making the public aware of what we all need to do to take care of you so you can take care of us. Perfect. Nobody can see me, but I'm nodding my head yes so hard it might fall off my shoulders. This is great. I think that's a really good takeaway there. And I think that statement of respect comes in so many ways. And of course, You know, I know about all the staffing challenges and I know about the need for more PPE and all the other, I don't know, I know all of that stuff. And I know about most very importantly, the the need for more nursing faculty, which I believe our states need to support. Yeah. We need to pay for more faculty so we can take all these people who want to be nurses and educate them successfully and bring them into the workforce. And I think that the public role in 
creating funding for nurse education is just critically important. But at the same time, the public needs to be listening to nurses. When you tell us, go get vaccinated, well, that shouldn't be a challenge to anybody. We know you know you, you're basing this on, on facts and science. When you ask us to wear masks, come on, that's not a big deal. I just feel like we need to be listening. We need to be bringing nurses onto our boards of directors. We need to be putting you in a position where your incredible brain power can really be influencing our world to an even greater degree than it already does. Well, thank you for that. That's a really great point, great statement. I don't disagree. And thank you for saying that, you know, that really does show how deeply you are an advocate for nurses and for nursing and its profession as a whole. And I appreciate that. So where do you see the future of the Daisy Foundation? I hate to do the five year, 10 years, but when you think about the big picture, where do you see the future of the Daisy Foundation? Well, obviously, we hope that DAISY will be honoring nurses in every healthcare facility and school of nursing throughout the United States. But we're also making quite a big push on our international focus because nurses are nurses everywhere. No matter what your legislated scope of practice may be, it, nurses in their hearts are still incredible human beings and we want families and patients to be able to have a, a way to say thank you to them. So we're very excited about the international work we're doing and seeing Daisy roll now into 28 other countries and, and many more to come. So that's a, a key part of our future. Um, we continue to look for opportunities to expand recognition for nursing faculty. And the, the big initiative we're excited about that I think is our focus for the rest of this year and probably well beyond is ensuring that nurse leaders, nurse managers in particular, are getting the recognition that they deserve. I know that the level of burnout for nurse managers has been just extreme during this past many, many months with the pandemic. And the role of the manager in particular is so complex and so critically important to our whole healthcare structure that uh, we want to make sure that they are getting the gratitude they deserve and hearing the feedback they deserve for creating the environment where all this compassionate care can thrive. So we have a program called the DAISY Award for Extraordinary Nurse Leaders, and we're pushing that hard in partnership with AONL. I'm very excited about a marketing initiative we'll be undertaking in the coming months. For our audience that's listening right now, thinking about specifically students who are getting ready to start nursing school or they're in it and they're you know just thinking about their career you know to be a nurse and what that's like what are the advice that you might give to them to meet the challenges of this moment today as, as you you know from your perspective and your opinion as a nurse and as a receiver of the care that we give what would be your advice and what would be some of the takeaways as well that you want them to know about the Daisy Foundation Wow, that's a really great question. I think the most important thing I can say to nursing students right now is, please don't ever forget why you are becoming a nurse. This work is gonna be really hard. It's gonna tax you intellectually, emotionally, physically, psychologically, in every possible way, it's gonna put pressure on you. But when you never forget what started you on this journey to begin with. And I'm pretty sure that it's not about money and good hours and working conditions, right? Right. <laughs> um, let that drive you throughout your career. And, and I hope that every student nurse has the opportunity to be nominated for the DAISY Award for students. 
because that should serve as a reminder. You'll always have that nomination letter to, to take you back to something that you did because you're doing something every single day that makes you so important to patients and families that you serve. So I think the most important bit of advice I can offer is please don't ever forget your why, why you're doing this and hold that in your heart always. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much for being with us today. That was fantastic. I'm feeling just energized, honestly, and recharged just even about what it means to be a nurse, right? And thinking about and reflecting on everything. And I bet everybody is too listening to this. Thank you so much for being a great advocate for recognizing the profession, for being a part of making it better as well. Well, it's truly a privilege and I've had so much fun talking to you. You're a wonderful interviewer in addition. Oh, thank you. You're a great nurse. So thank you for this. <laughs> thank you. And I'm John Emil. Thanks for checking out today's show. Remember to do your part to flatten the curve and raise the line. We're all in this together. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. <laughs>